Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey friends, Damian Mason. Thanks for being here on the Do Business Better podcast. Got a short bonus episode for you today, and we're going to talk about potential and talent. If you've read my book, you know where I stand on this. If you if you haven't read my book, I'm going to tell you where I stand on it. More importantly, it's a nice reminder for all of us. You know, in business for years and years and years, uh, I heard people talking about, well, we hire great talent. You know, the thing about our company is we have some really, really tremendous talent. And, and it actually gets overused because because talent technically means a, a special skill, a gift, something that you uh, are naturally good at. And I'm not sure that that's always what people are talking about when they talk about their employees. But the main thing here is we overuse this thing in our vernacular. We talk about something having potential. Oh, man, this, this idea really has some potential. Oh, let me just tell you something. This business has got some real potential. This, uh, the growth potential is amazing. And potential is fantastic. Talent is fantastic. The issue is neither potential nor talent have any value whatsoever until we put those talents and those potentialities into service for somebody that will pay us for them. You know, a lot of folks think they're going to rely on their talent. I came up doing political comedy, and you know my background probably if you uh, keep up with my stuff. I was a corporate salesperson in uh, 1993. I quit my job to become a professional political comedian. I was actually kind of worried that I did not have adequate talent. I thought, oh, my God, this is really, really going to be daunting. I mean, let's face it. There are people that just are great, God-given, uh, comedically funny. They're, they're great actors. They have raw talent. While that is true, the one thing that most people do not have is responsibility, discipline, commitment to uh, an, end, an end product, and, of course, work ethic. So in my book, I talk about drive and I open it up by talking about potential because we hear this all the time. An idea or a person describes having a, a lot of potential. And I always say, that's fantastic. Take that potential down to the grocery store and see what that gets you. Potential has no value until you turn it into something that a customer will pay for. You know, my farm has potential. I could produce crops, timber, hay, beef, sheep. I've done all those things, turkey, alfalfa, corn. But until... I go out there and apply the effort until I go out there and plant the seed, nurture the cattle, feed them, water them, care for them. There's no beef on your plate because of potential. There's beef on your plate because we turned the potential into something. It really comes down a lot to drive. Uh, it comes down to having the discipline of saying, all right, I'm going to take this and make it valuable. I had a roommate in college, uh, smart guy, funny guy, hilariously funny guy. I refer to him as Woody in my book. This guy had more God-given talent than I ever did. And uh, we don't talk anymore because about 15 years ago, it became very, very hard for him to be around me because of resentment. I was the one that turned my myself into a professional comedian. He was the one that was a really funny guy that after two beers could be funny at the party, uh, but could never actually put it together because of discipline. So the moral of the story here is everybody and everything has some unique talent, some potential. Maybe you 
are really good at this thing, playing with a yo-yo, juggling, walking, running, jumping, doing math. There's probably something you take to more naturally than other people. That's fantastic. So your potential and your talent need to be exploited. And that's where we're going to go next. We're going to go with your talent stack. Because in my book, the most valuable thing I think I lay out front and center is your potential and your talent mean nothing until they actually do something that someone will pay for. Now, how do you harvest that? You harvest that through harvesting your talent stack or exploiting your talent stack is what I actually refer to it in my book as. I did not make up the term talent stack. That goes the credit goes to Scott Adams. He's the creator of Dilbert, the uh, comic strip. And uh, he wrote a book called Win Bigly. He wrote another book called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. And in those two books, he refers to the talent stack. You see, you're probably good at something. And maybe your employees are good at something. But the main thing is that they take what they're good at and put it together without just saying only this one thing. You know, a pitcher can be really, really talented at pitching and work only on being a pitcher. And that works in the Major League Baseball, right? Hell, they don't even make them bat. Uh, and when they do bat in the National League, they, they suck at it, right? But in life and in business... You can't just be the pitcher and then uh, and then make millions of dollars because you're you're running your own business. So what can you do where you take some of these things you're really, really good at and then stack them up to become an absolute force, to be formidable? And that's where this talent stack concept came in. Scott Adams in his book talked about it, and I thought this is absolutely brilliant. As he says, you've got two ways to make yourself valuable. You can be the best in the world at one thing. Very difficult to do, right? Michael Phelps was arguably the best in the world at swimming. He's won more gold medals than more medals, period, than, than anybody, than any three athletes put together. He's just amazing. He's the best in the world. How many Michael Phelps are there? Or you can develop a variety of skills that work well together, thereby creating synergy. And that's the concept of the talent stack. A whole bunch of B pluses beats one A plus. Make sense to you? Um, okay, so here's the idea. In the, the denial that we have, in the excuse-making that we do, where we say, oh, I didn't succeed because I just wasn't talented enough. No, you probably didn't harvest your talent. You know, I talk in my, my section uh, in, in, the, in the book about the whole talent myth, the idea that you're not successful and it's because you don't have adequate talent. Well, here's the deal. Whether or not you have adequate talent, I can't say. I don't know you. I can say that generally it's about work ethic. You know, Lady Gaga is not worth hundreds of millions of dollars just because she's a very talented singer. She's worth millions of dollars because, and she's, and she's famous and she has a tremendous career because she's talented and works her tail off. She still actually works with a voice coach. Imagine that. To still be working with a voice coach at her level of success. She started doing this when she was four years old. Is that talent or is that work ethic? And of course, it's both. So I believe you need both talent and work ethic. There's a book called Talent is Overrated, written by Jeffrey Colvin. I talk about it in my speeches. You know, it's not that great of a book. I'll go ahead and give you the quick book report. He says there's no such thing as talent. There's just a thing called 
deliberate practice, meaning you go every day and apply diligent effort to being something, to doing some specific task. And after years and years of doing this, you will be amazing. There's no such thing as talent. I disagree with Mr. Colvin. I came up in comedy, remember. I've seen people that couldn't tell a joke. Even if you gave them 2,000 hours of training, they would not be good at telling a joke. Hand a pen and paper to somebody and say, sketch me a picture. You don't think there's such a thing as natural talent? There is. Put a person on a field and say, run and catch this ball. And you don't think there's a thing called natural talent? There is. But again, God-given talent is of no value until it's exploited by man or woman to do something productive. So getting back then to, from talent myth, if you will, to talent stack. From talent myth and, and potential to talent stack. Scott Adams has a pretty brilliant take on this saying, just stack up a whole bunch of B pluses and you'll be very, very good. You'll be very successful. It's how do you combine these things that you're above average at? So I kind of took some of my stuff, you know, and some of these things aren't necessarily talent, you know, like physical characteristics. Uh, If you're going to be in the NBA, it is a part of your talent stack. If you are six foot eight, you're going to have a better chance than if you're five foot four, right? So I put together my own talent stack. And you can do this also. Work ethic, salesmanship, energy level, memory, observation, humor, public speaking. Those are all things I'm better than average at. You stack those all together, it works out pretty well for my business that I've had for 25 years, right? I'm a hard worker. I can sell my product and services. I'm a high energy person. That's good because sometimes you're putting in, you know, 100-hour weeks crisscrossing the country, missing your sleep and going through different time zones. Memory. If you are really, really good at remembering things that's very helpful. I started out in comedy, having retention, having, as we call it, uh, the ability to pull back and do a callback material. That kind of thing matters. Then there's, of course, there's observation. Uh, Most people are walking through life looking at their phone, and I sometimes am in a car driving around, and I say, honey, did you see that? And Lori says, no. And I said, well, what the hell were you looking at? I always wonder what my wife sees when we're driving down the road, but it seems like it's nothing that I'm ever seeing. I'm observational. And of course, I'm funny. This comes from upbringing, it comes from birth order, it comes from a lot of reasons, but the reality is I was funny when I was 16, I was funny when I was 10, I was funny when I was 30, and it's a good thing because I have that background and it helps me with my public speaking. Also, I don't get nervous. Not nervous like some people where you're wet in your pants. Yeah, you get nervous because you want to put on a good show, but I'm a good presenter, public speaker. Those are things in my talent stack. What are yours? What things are you a B plus or better at? Because again, the talent myth is such that, oh, I'm not successful because I don't have adequate talent. Then there's the, the, the book, the book that says talent's overrated, says there's no such thing. And I'm telling you the truth is somewhere in the middle. You have something you're good at. You have something you're a B plus or better at. But how can you take those things, ball them up and make them valuable? Hence the talent stack. I'll help you out here because in my book, I, I do this exercise where we go back and look at your past. What's your upbringing? What, do, what were you around your entire life? Maybe it's the family business. Maybe it's the thing that you've always known, always done, always been around. And you don't even think about it, but that's kind of something you can use now as part of your talent stack, your background. What'd you do growing up? For me, it was a farm. You know, I'm not easily intimidated. Hell, I was out working with livestock when I was a little kid. I was on large machinery from the time I was a little kid operating, you know, big, scary, loud equipment. My dad was a railroader. I learned a lot by watching that. I worked in a factory. I've been a bartender and a waiter. 
Those are things that have made me stronger. What things in your background have you done that will help you, that you can apply, that you can take and put together and say, ah, yeah, I never thought about this. You know, it took me a number of years after political comedy ended to create myself doing agricultural presentations. I'm like, why did this take so long? I'm funny. I know how to talk. I have an agricultural economics degree and I own farms. Why would I not be in this space? took me a long time to figure that out. So I'm going to help you by shortening your curve. What things are in your background, your upbringing that you can apply by putting them all together into one big snowball? So you want to discover your talent stack. We're looking at your background. We're looking also at your education. We're looking also at the jobs that you've had. We're looking at the relationships you possess. We're looking at your physical stature. We're looking at what skills you've had, what classes you've taken. This is how you exploit your talent stack. You take all of those things and put them in a stack, and all of a sudden, you've got what you need to be more successful. So a guy named Nito Cubain. He's um, uh, president of a university. He used to be pretty popular on the speaking circuit. I heard him speak once, and he talked about the intentional congruence. It's similar to the concept of a talent stack. What things can you take in your life and have them on top of one another. In other words, where can your business, your life, your interests, your skills all come together in one where one feeds the other? The idea of intentional congruence. This thing feeds this thing feeds this thing. For me, I speak at agricultural events a lot. I own farms. I deal with agricultural people. And I have some investments in agricultural enterprises. Makes sense to you, right? Intentional congruence. In my book, I wrap this uh, entire chapter about talent stack up with another uh, famous showbiz person, not Scott Adams of, of Dilbert fame, but of uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin says in his book called Born Standing Up, he says he came off the he came off the his doing his set. And the first time he ever appeared on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, the first time he ever was on The Tonight Show. And they cut to commercial and there he sits with Johnny Carson. And Johnny Carson looks at him and says, you'll use everything you've ever learned to be successful in this business. So my question is, isn't that really true of every business, not just comedy, not just show business? Wouldn't that be true of every business? You will use everything you've ever learned to be successful in your enterprise, right? What's your toolbox? I can tell you that from comedy, I absolutely agree with Steve Martin, although I've never been as famous as him. I can tell you that when you're on stage, you pull things out of the back of your brain you forgot you ever even knew. You will indeed use everything you've ever learned. So what's in your toolbox? What things have you learned? What things do you have in your toolbox that you can pull out? And then again, what can you bring out of the toolbox and say, ah, this goes with this, goes with this, hence the talent stack. Uh, I told you a lot about potential and talent up front because I, I hear it a lot. I see it. And yes, it's real. Again, if you've ever been to an open mic night, and God knows I don't know why you'd want to do that. I've done the open mic night. I've been there, and you see open micers that come up, and it's pretty obvious they do not have any God-given talent for comedy. Somebody somewhere, probably a loving, over-adoring aunt that didn't have children, decided to tell this poor kid that he was hilarious, and you know what? He thought he was, and then he gets on stage, and he sucks. <laughs> That's a real issue. So the thing is, there is a there is a absolute thing called natural talent. There's also a thing called the talent myth, where people believe that they would be more successful if they just had more talent. No, usually it comes down to taking things that you're a B plus at and stacking them up together 
and then through diligent effort, exploiting those B pluses, all intentionally congruent, all working with one another into something of value for a paying customer. I'm Damian Mason. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed the concept of the talent stack, intentional congruency, the talent myth, and of course, the idea that everything has potential. You know what? You've got talent. Go out there now and take your B pluses, stack them together, and apply diligent effort to make yourself successful. Until next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast.